You are listening to Perplexity. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year, and welcome to another episode of Perplexity, a mystery podcast. As always, I am your host, Kedra, and I want to say thank you to you guys for letting me take a short hiatus so that I could get some content ready for you guys and just get a little bit of rest. I really appreciate it. Today, I have a great story for you. Uh, This is going to be a listener request. It was requested by a listener named Ash, who is a friend. And so thank you, Ash, for requesting this. I'm really excited to be talking about Garner State Park today. And I do just want to say, I really tried to make this a longer episode. I researched so much on this state park last night. I was like going through Reddit to like combing forums for stories for like an hour. And I did not find as much as I wanted to. But with that being said, I did still find quite a bit. It's just going to be a shorter episode. So hope you guys enjoy trigger warning for today's episode. This is going to have some creepy and disturbing content. We're also going to have a true crime story in here. So listener discretion is advised. Uh, This podcast is not for children. And I used a lot of sources today. So I will be shouting some out throughout the episode. But all of the sources will be down in the show notes. So Garner State Park. This park is located in Konkin, Texas, in Uvalde County. So if people hadn't heard of Uvalde before, you definitely know what Uvalde is now with the mass shooting. So it's in this area. And it's actually the most popular state park in Texas. It's really popular for overnight camping. It draws in a lot of people each year. Uh, I was getting a lot of mixed reports, somewhere between half a million and a million visitors annually. The park was constructed in the 30s to help provide work to unemployed men during the Depression. The land was acquired in 1934, and they built from 34 to 36. Then they expanded later in the 70s. Uh, This park was named after John Nance Garner, a former VP of the United States. By the time it was 1976, the park doubled in size by adding 790 acres. So today, the park is 1,420 acres. It's quite large, and it's filled with all types of landscapes. You have high mesas and canyons, limestone cliffs, deep canyons. There's caves and caverns and lots of streams. There's also a really well-known river that gets super, super cold called the Frio River, hence the name. And it is also home to Mount Old Baldy. Seems a little rude of a name, but it's a very popular hiking area. The mountain also overlooks the Frio River, and a lot of people spend their time hanging out by the river, Even though the water is extremely cold, people do still float the river there in their inner tubes. And visitors also enjoy camping, of course. And the area is also pretty well known because they have this giant pavilion where they'll host dances every night. And like any state park, it is also home to a lot of wildlife. So here you can see a lot of white-tailed deer, black rock, and fox squirrels raccoons, morning doves, eastern bluebirds, Rio Grande turkeys, skunks, and more. 
I wonder if anyone has ever seen a gobble squatch in Garner State Park. But while this state park is popular, beautiful, a great place to be one with nature, it of course would not be on this podcast if there wasn't a creepy twist. This place has quite a history, from murders to paranormal activity to cryptids and UFO sightings. So let's get into it. According to TexasHillCountry.com, one urban legend claims the Frio River was a backdrop for a deadly love triangle. So in the early 1900s, there was a Juarez family, and they lived near the Frio River with two beautiful daughters. The daughters were of age to get married, and one daughter named Maria, like many young women during this time period, wanted nothing more than this. She wanted a family, she wanted a man to sweep her off her feet. So as her and her sister grew up, Maria's sister got married first. She married a man named Gregorio. And for some reason, the sister's name was Lost, Uh, throughout this legend, so I don't know the sister's name, but she married a man named Gregorio and started her own family, and Maria confided in her sister that this was her dream too. She was happy for her, but she couldn't wait for it to happen for herself. So one day, Maria gets her wish. She's visiting a local ranch with her family when she meets a handsome ranch hand, and she instantly falls in love with him. It's love at first sight, and his name was Anselmo Tabar. She started sneaking out of her house each night to have little rendezvous with Anselmo, so he really liked her too, and they would always meet at this specific spot at the Frio River. After just a few weeks of meeting with each other, red flag, Anselmo proposed to Maria and she immediately said yes because that's all she wanted. But one day, Maria's sister's husband, Gregorio, caught Maria when she was alone, and he professed his love to her. He even had the audacity to tell Maria that if she felt the same way, he would leave Maria's sister for her, and they could run away and be together. So Maria was like, um, no, what the hell? Anselmo is the love of my life, and you're with my sister. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But I guess Gregorio was one of those men that hated being rejected by women to the point that it would enrage him. And so one night, Maria was out at her and Anselmo's special spot at the Frio River, waiting for her love. And I guess Gregorio found out about this spot. Uh, He was probably stalking her. And he shows up when it's just Maria there. Anselmo has not shown up yet. So Gregorio confronts Maria at the river and he's enraged and he just starts going into this whole lecture and how he's so mad that she rejected him. And she realizes that she can't defend herself against him. So when she starts thinking about running, he pulls out a revolver. And before Maria can do anything, Gregorio shoots Maria in the heart. He shoots Maria in cold blood and leaves her all alone. And this is why a lot of women give fake phone numbers in bars instead of rejecting men because we don't want this to happen to us. Enter all of the (laughs) mansplaining in the comments. It is said that Maria's blood soaked the shores of the river. Just very tragic. 
and eventually Gregorio was convicted of her murder and sent to prison. It's unclear what happens to Anselmo or Maria's sister, but people claim Maria Juarez's ghost, very similar, by the way, to the legend of La Llorona, haunts the Frio Riverbank, searching for peace, love, and her long-lost Anselmo. Some visitors and locals insist they have seen her misty apparition, who has become known as their Lady in White, or the White Lady of the Frio. You can hear her heartbreaking wails, again, very similar to La Llorona. There are people who also say this is just a legend, but regardless, the story has been told for over a hundred years by locals, and there are some people who insist that these people were real, they did live in this area. So, make of that what you will. But I feel like a lot of these haunted areas are not complete without a lady in white, so we have one here. I went down a really deep rabbit hole on Reddit, like I said earlier, just trying to find as many posts as I could. Um, I did find this one comment from Reddit user Frogfoot21, who had a different version of this legend, and this one sounds exactly like the legend of La Llorona. And her name is even Maria, right? So Frogfoot21 said that in their version of this white lady of the river she killed her children to be with her lover then drowned herself in the river out of regret and their legend goes if you go to the river alone she'll pull you in and drown you so that she won't be lonely this person also said that they went to the frio river and they said quote my friends and i have gone down to this river crossing many times not only on halloween it is creepy there are no lights for miles, and with wind blowing in the trees along the riverbank, you get the feeling of movement everywhere. Especially on moonless nights, you can see every single star in the Milky Way, but nothing on ground or in the water. You're afraid to walk 10 feet, and putting your feet in the water is downright spine tingling. Scary stuff. End quote. And I grew up in the city, but I would go visit my grandparents in East Texas often. They had a couple of acres there and it was you know, very rural. There were no lights. I've been in places like this where it's pitch black at night. You can't really see in front of you. And that is really eerie. And I feel like people who frequent the woods often, you know, they'll, they'll hear a lot of strange noises. So this has a very similar vibe. And when Frogfoot21 mentioned like they go here not just on Halloween, I wanted to say um, I did find a website online where it seems like there's some different events that happen at Garner State Park every Halloween. I think I saw like a like a haunted hayride situation or something like that. So if you're ever in this area, it's a great place to visit on Halloween from the sound of it. There are also some people online who claim they get a really uneasy feeling when they enter the White Rock and Crystal Caves in the area. They'll get like this sudden feeling that the cave is gonna cave in on them. And the limestone cliffs are also known to amplify paranormal activity, according to local ghost hunters. The local ghost hunters have claimed that they've encountered strange spirits lurking in the nearby trees, and this is super creepy. 
I thought it was interesting too, because some of the sources I read said that the trees in Garner State Park are all at least 600 years old and some are up to like a thousand years old. One man who was going cliff diving in the area claims that while he was in this area, he got a sudden feeling that he was being watched and he ignored this feeling. He dove down into the cliff, but when he returned to the surface, he claimed that he saw several creepy faces staring at him from behind the trees. Immediately no. And when he looked down, he saw that these faces had no bodies. They were just these disembodied floating faces staring at him from behind the trees, making like really intense eye contact. And then the faces started moving towards him and then they floated into the water and they, the, the water's, you know, flowing. So the faces started flowing towards him and the man got so scared that he ran away. And he said it took him months to get those faces out of his mind. I feel like they would never leave my mind. In addition to the creepy paranormal phenomena here, there have been a number of tragic deaths. In early November 2010, there was an 18-year-old teenager named Udiel Wayne Magura, and he was from Paris, Texas. He had been camping at Garner State Park with some friends, and he tragically died after falling off of a cliff face 250 feet down. He was pronounced dead the same day at 5.30 p.m. So the story is he and his friends were hiking up Old Baldy Mountain, the popular hiking spot I mentioned earlier. But like a lot of hiking spots, there's signs and there's these spots where you're not supposed to go. And it sounds like they were in an area that you're not supposed to be hiking in. It was an area with really steep limestone and they hiked past a sign that warned the area was closed off to visitors. They eventually reached a 400-foot cliff, and once they got to the top, Magura told his friend that he wanted to climb down the cliff face about 10 feet. So he starts scaling down this cliff, but I guess once he started doing this, that's when he realized how steep and slippery it was, and he changed his mind. But by then, it would be too late for 18-year-old Magura. His friend can't reach him at this point. He's gone too far down. So he's trying to reach up and make his way back up the cliff. And it's said that he reached up to grab a rock, attempting to pull himself up. But the rock broke loose from the cliffside. And this sent Magura off the cliff at least 250 feet down to his death. At that time, Miguro was the first person to die in the park for the last three years. So really tragic. I'm sure that was awful for the family. And in 2017, there was a tragic bus crash really close to Garner uh, on Highway 83. So I thought this was relevant to mention because it killed 13 senior passengers the shuttle bus had been transporting churchgoers from First Baptist Church in New Braunfels when it collided head-on with a pickup truck. This was in late March 2017. There was only one survivor who was left with many injuries and was in critical condition for a long time in the hospital. An investigation was done on the crash, and it was found that the driver of the pickup truck was a 20-year-old man, and he was driving erratically 
He later tested positive for a variety of drugs in his system, and he also admitted that he had been texting and driving. An NTSB review of a 14-minute video shot by a motorist showed the man driving erratically. He crossed the double yellow center line 19 times on Highway 83, the solid white shoulder lines 37 times, and the grass shoulder at least five times. So this guy was completely out of it. And he eventually traveled to the wrong side of the road where the bus hit the truck head on. He was charged later with multiple counts of intoxication manslaughter and sentenced to 55 years in prison. And additionally, and more recently, on June 17th, 2023, an off-duty Border Patrol agent was involved in a swimming accident at the Frio River. He was vacationing there with his family when he drowned and succumbed later to his injuries. The incident happened near private property on the opposite side of the Garner State Park property. And from what I could find, the investigation into what happened is still ongoing. And also, this story just pissed me off. Animal lovers, I apologize. In June of 2022, at least 16 feral cats were shot to death at Garner State Park as the official management strategy at the park. So public records show that the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department authorized these deaths to remove stray cats out of convenience. And they had been authorizing this at least since 2012. And this is their only solution in their protocols. So like if there's a lot of stray cats... They just shoot them instead of trying to rehome them or put them in shelters, even though these cats are well fed by locals in the area and could likely be adopted. Park officials often shoot the cats, claiming that they're just trying to protect park wildlife and visitors. But it doesn't sound like these cats have done anything, like they haven't caused any disruption, they haven't attacked anyone. So not cool what the hell so i thought we would get like the bummer stories out of the way first and now we can start talking about like ufos and cryptids so according to texas ufo sightings.com on october 23rd 2013 in leaky very close to garner state park there were some ufo sightings People claimed to see a strange, hovering, translucent, cigar-like shaped object that was seen by a local hovering in midair. They were about to take a picture of the sunset when they spotted this strange object. So they were able to capture a photo, and I will put this photo on the Instagram page and in the YouTube video. The object remained for at least a few more minutes before mysteriously vanishing. And when Ash recommended this story, it's because she said that she's heard of a lot of UFO sightings in the area, and she said she's also had a UFO experience of herself at this state park. So, Ash, I want that story. I also found a comment from 2018 on this post about the cigar-like shaped object, and the post was from someone named Chris, and it reads... My experience at Criders, just around the corner from Garner, was way crazier than that. 
10 years ago, I was standing over my girlfriend who was laying underneath two large trees in a hammock. My roommate was with us as well, sitting on a picnic table. I was standing over her, looking down, when I saw a ring of circular white lights jetting up from the ground, completely unobstructed by the trees above us. Then as I look up, I see the light and then a streak of red light across the sky. My girlfriend and roommate, plus some other people staying at the cabins in Criders, including my sister and friends, saw a bright disc of some kind as well. I have no explanation for what happened. Craziest experience of my life by far. End quote. So then I found another report from ufo-hunters.com, which reads, quote, At around 4.30 a.m. on August 11, 2013, so again, around the time of this other sighting, my mother and I were observing the meteor shower at Garner State Park. First, we saw an object we believed to be a satellite, although orange in color, pass in a straight orbit from behind us onward. Then we noticed a second object directly in the sky to our left orbit across the sky also in a straight line. This time, we were a little more suspicious of the object and the previous object because of the quick speed that they both seemed to be orbiting at. Within another two or three minutes, another object was spotted directly in front of our line of sight, but when I pointed it out to my mother physically using hand gestures, it suddenly changed course and began orbiting to the left where it was originally spotted. Then it vanished out of the sky. After about six to 10 minutes, another object was spotted directly above our line of view and began orbiting in a straight orbit heading in the direction behind us. All of the objects looked exactly the same physically orange satellite sized objects moving very quickly. So now, as we start to wrap up, we'll talk a little bit about some cryptid sightings here. And we'll also talk about a very creepy insect that was seen. So according to TexasBigfoot.com, Bigfoot hunters often frequent the Garner State Park area as they believe Bigfoot is lurking here. Investigators Troy Hudson and Chase Robinson from the Bigfoot Investigation Group out of Dallas, Texas, spoke to several witnesses at the time that they were at this park and they claimed that they came across a strange beast in the southern area of the park. In December 2006, around 10.30 p.m., one man noticed movement out of the corner of his eye when he looked up and saw a Yeti-like creature dashing across Highway 83 on two legs. Troy Hudson, one of the investigators, also used to work for the Department of Homeland Security and Hudson claims after spending a lot of time in the woods, he has seen many things that simply cannot be explained. And this inspired him to start the Texas Bigfoot Investigation Group in Dallas. Hudson and Robinson set up camp near Garner State Park, and this is near where the Bigfoot sighting took place. As far as I could find, Hudson and Robinson's efforts, though, were unsuccessful. They did not find a Bigfoot but they are still determined in their search. In 2010, there were also several more sightings in Garner State Park, 
uh, usually during December, with several witnesses claiming they saw a hairy bipedal primate that left behind very large footprints. And there are pictures of these footprints. So again, I will put these in the YouTube video and on the Instagram page if you want to look at them. The prints measure roughly 12 inches in length, so they're not too big, but I'll explain why, like their theories for that in a second. The footprints do seem to possess the requisite mid-tarsal break, which is a feature on the foot that is often discussed with Bigfoot sightings. Many Bigfoot enthusiasts believe this could be the Texas wild man, who is believed to not be nearly as large as the Eastern Bigfoot. He's more about the size of an average human being, so this would explain the size of the footprints. But of course, me being a skeptic, it could also just be someone barefoot in the woods that has pretty big feet. And this last thing I just found to be incredibly upsetting because I'm sorry, I don't like the creepy crawlies. A Texas redhead centipede was spotted in Garner State Park. And again, a picture was captured. So I will post that. This centipede is so large that it is known to eat toads and lizards. It was seen crawling on a broom in the park and... The picture is so upsetting because it literally covers the entire broom. It's so fucking huge. And these centipedes are known to bite and inject a painful toxin in their victim. So I guess these are lurking around the park. Definitely don't want to mess with one of these if you see them. They're called the Texas Redhead Centipede, I think, because they have like red on their head. So that is Garner State Park, everybody. And thank you, Ash, for recommending that story. Um, I had a lot of fun trying to find things about it, but I, I want your UFO story. So send that in. I would love to read that. And if you guys have stories, you can always send them to me at Perplexity Mystery Podcast at Gmail or DM me on Instagram at Perplexity Mystery Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this fun little episode. If you did, be sure to tell everybody about it. And if you're watching on YouTube, I would love it so much if you hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, please help a girl out. Take two seconds and leave a five-star review. It helps so much. And that is my soapbox. You all are amazing. Uh, I hope you have a great week. I hope you all stay safe. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Perplexity, a mystery podcast. Hosted, written, and produced by Kadra Brennan. If you enjoyed today's episode, tell the world about it by going to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leaving a five-star review. It helps the show more than you know. Contact, support, and merch links can be found in the episode description. And if you have a story to share or a topic request, send an email to perplexitymysterypodcast at gmail.com. Kadra would love to read your story on the podcast. Until next week, stay curious.